and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and my good friend, South Stand Chum, festive foe, Mr. Paul Levy. <laughs> Hello everybody, welcome to episode number 21 of the Orient Outlook podcast, uh, as we start off as always by thanking everybody who's got in touch with us over the last two weeks. Uh, it's actually been two weeks since we did our episode number 20, so thanks to everybody uh, for getting in touch with us. Lots and lots and lots has happened yet again. Um, we didn't record last week because not much had really happened except for a poor Gillingham game, so loads to catch up on. So without without further ado, um, let's crack on. Yeah, so I suppose thanks for all your feedback. So last Sunday there was no podcast, but we did put out the first part of our Scott McLeish interview. So if you've listened to that or if you've fed back on that, thanks for doing so. Um, it was an honour to interview Scott. He was a great guy. And uh, we were pleasantly surprised at how honest he was um, about his career. And there's a lot more to come uh, in part two. So thanks to at LOFC1978, at Kevin Cowlin and at John W 999 for your feedback on the Scott interview. Yeah. And keep an eye out <clears throat> this week when we will release part two later. Absolutely. Um, also, thank you uh, for everybody who got in touch with us with the, our goal of the month. Um, no surprises really that the uh, young lad Nick Brown uh, against Colchester for his absolute worldy oh. uh, of a goal. Um, so well done, Nick. It was a terrific effort and I think well deserving of that. Yeah, and we look forward to seeing Nick in the first team hopefully very soon. Sooner rather than later. It's yeah. a great goal and you can see it on YouTube uh, and quite rightly the winner of our monthly goal. Yeah. So just to round up as what's happened over the last couple of weeks, last week Monday, which would have been the 1st of December, it was Jay Simpson's birthday uh, and the president's new TV channel, Aegon, launched in Italy. Interesting. Yeah. I'm not that interested in it though, to be honest. It's <laughs> no. just a load of faff and it's just a vanity project for him, I think. But good yeah. luck to him. If that's what he wants to do, that's what happens when you've got billions. Absolutely. We can do what you want. We digress. So yep. on Wednesday, unfortunately, um, Jack Price was recalled by Wolves, who are going through a bit of a bad spell. So Jack it to be fair, wanted more options, so he yeah. got recalled again. So it's fair enough. It's probably the last we've seen of Jack Price in an orange shirt. So Jack, thanks for your contribution to the team. It's yeah. well appreciated. You know, things happen. So maybe we'll see you return one day in the future. But maybe until then, then, all the best, mate. Absolutely. Then on Thursday we were due to have a fans forum, but it got cancelled at sort of quite last minute, really, which I thought was quite poor. Yeah, no dis- reason was given. Disappointing. <clears throat> you know, it would have been good to meet. You know, Aguilera and. Mauro and to get a, a better view of what their aims are but it was cancelled but yeah. we look forward to the next one which will be hopefully in the upcoming weeks fingers crossed fingers crossed which yeah. leads us on to Gillingham away which was last, last Saturday. Saturday so Paul uh, was there we'll be yeah. showing his thoughts on the match shortly so the team uh, was announced so legends in goal Amazuzi right back Cuthbert Lowry centre backs and Sawyer left back uh, Pritchard on the right midfield with Vincelo and Wright uh McEnough making up the rest of the midfield with Plasmati and Mooney up front. The bench had Granger, Baudry, Cox, Bat, the cash kit. Uh, Andre Adesano was injured. Sawyer obviously started. Vince Lowe returned from suspension with Clark rested and Lowry back in. Yeah, good good choice. Yeah. I thought good team. I thought it was probably our strongest. So for the first 15 minutes, we I think we really controlled the game without really getting anything from it except quite a lot of throw-ins. Our first effort was a Mooney header and second effort Plasmati from range on 28 minutes. But, you know, up until then it was, it was you know, we, we were pretty comfortable. Um, superb Pritchard tackle in th- in, on the 30th minute. I can't specifically remember it now, um, but I, I do remember that he put in an absolutely awesome challenge to prevent them, I think, from, from uh, or to 
stop their them attacking. But Played. Nelson saved the Mooney glancing header on forty two minutes, which was a very good effort. Lowry missed a good chance on forty five when he headed over. Lots of fouls by Gillingham. Um, not, not not really liking that, but yeah. we went in at half time nil nil. All to play for to get a- into the absolutely. final. Um, Adam Lejdin's fails to hold on to the ball twice. Luckily, there was no danger that come from that in the end. Seems to, typical Adam. <laughs> typical Lejdin. Seems to be a, th- a reoccurring thing <laughs> yeah. after yesterday. Uh, Mooney clapped the fans on 58 uh, and someone screamed because he, he, the ball was being kicked out and the, it was towards the away side because we went onto the yeah. stand that was running the side of the pit, the, 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 the width of the pitch rather than the usual stand which was behind the goal. We had cover and yeah, comfortable yeah, seats yeah. and everything. It was a, it was a real treat, and um, so he came and he, he sort of clapping the fans. Everyone was giving him like oh Mooney Mooney, and so he's clapped us. And then someone screamed out, "Stay on side!" And he laughed. And then, and then he turned around <laughs> and he just started <laughs> laughing. Yeah. Very so in, in you, yeah, it was it was all good. It was all good. Um, Pritch was unlucky on seventy one sliding effort meeting um, Sawyer's superb cross. He should have scored that. Mm. He should have scored. Should have done. Um, Sawyer has been very good actually I've not, not, I've not rated Sawyer you're previously not, you're not Sawyer's biggest fan I'm not but I'm slowly turning <laughs> I am slowly turning um, amazing block by Cuthbert on 81 Gillingham then scored on 82 from a set piece as we all know not very good defending by us it's just typical the way this season's gone set piece get your man same old story corner goes in headed goal 1-0. Absolutely. Um, Cox had a beautiful effort, 83 minutes, went over. Bat puts an amazing ball across the six-yard box and three players missed it on 89. Yeah. That would have that have brought us in at 1-0. Yeah. Uh, and then that would have gone to penalties. penalties yeah. And then Kashkut came on to replace Pritchard. Didn't really get much of, of anything to do. But great great attendance from, from Orient fans. There's 3,103 in total and 620 Orient fans. Yeah, yeah. Good so time. again, another game that's gone past which the, the opposing team offered nothing. We offered a little bit more. Got nothing from it. Something of note, they only had one effort on target. That ends up in a goal. So yeah. we go out of another competition. So now only the league to play for, which could end up being a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Uh, to be fair. So Paul, you got your ratings from that? From yeah, that? just very, very quickly to go over this. Legends 5, spilt two easy catches. Almost 6, did well, nothing special. Cuthbert, effective, one headers. Um, gave him a 6. Lowry a 6 as well, effective, one headers. Sawyer a 6, effective. Thought it was his best game so far. Mm. Pritchard also gave a 6-2, worked very hard. Right, 6 as well, passed well. So all these are sort of reasonably average, slightly better than average. Vince Lowe gave a 6-2, industrious at times. McEnough and Plasmati, I gave them a 3 because I thought they were poor throughout yeah, the whole game. You wasn't happy with Plasmati, were you? Not at all. Fine. No, very lackadaisical. Uh, Mooney, I gave a 6-2, worked hard. One headers, held up play quite well. And then of the three that came on back, I gave a 5-2 again. Nothing special, but nothing terrible. Cox came on. The, the minute Cox came on, he was up for it. bounding about the whole pitch. Yeah, gave him a 6 because unfortunately nothing came of it. Yeah. Um, and Cash get a 5, you know, not, not the best of games. Chances were few and far between, you know. We created some chances that we didn't put away. Gillingham had one uh, and took it, and that seems to be the story of the season no, so far. Absolutely. So after the match, quite a lot of unhappy fans taken to social media. So we thought we'd ask the question. Uh, to get your views, is Maradona <coughs> still the right person to be the manager, or do we need someone with championship or League One experience? And we also put in, you know, realistically, mm. at this point in the season, who could we attract? Um, so thanks for all your feedback. We've got absolutely loads. We're not going to go through every individual tweet because it would take too long. But the name, the same names kept cropping up. So Uwe Rosler seemed to be the favourite yeah. that was coming out. Uh, Zola mentioned a few times. 
Nice to see Dean Smith get mentioned. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure he'd be good enough though, to be honest. But he's got the league experience. It wouldn't be a step up for him. No, league experience and knows the club. John Still is a good name that came up. You know, local come. boy, done local management before. Yeah, Brian McDermott uh, and Lockie. Um, so thanks to the following uh, Twitter users for getting in contact at Adam Blanks one two three, at Les LK fifty two at Orient Meat Pie at Ian Manny Rennie John at David Twelve Lloyd. At uh, K Showing. At Bradley Ackers95. At Andrew Green6. At Euro Orient. At FinneyH73. At Mita, oh, Mita, at Mr. Peter <laughs> Simpson. At Jason uh, Doe6576152. At The Authentic Gaz. And at Mugnas Punga. So yeah, Punga. thanks for getting in touch. Um, Absolutely. So lots of rumours spreading around. And Sunday, uh, day after dinner, it was Theo's Christmas party. And I must say, it's a great effort by the club. You see... All these pictures of kids meeting, like most of the players, and you know, it seems like a great day, and it's great that Orient keep up that good work I agree. with the next generation. It sends a great message to the community, um, and yeah, fair play to you know the the guys who deal with that. The community aspect of the club is fantastic. I thought it was really good. Agree. Yeah. Um, there were a few people missing from Theo's party, notably, notably, and this is when. A few uh, rumours started to circulate. Yeah. Um, so obviously, Mauro was missing. Uh, Plasmati, I think, was there, but only very sporadically. And obviously, Dearden was missing. <coughs> yeah. So we kind of. The rumour mill went into overdrive, I think, it's yeah. fair to say. It sure did. So on Sunday night, rumours that Dearden had left the club. So we all went, put our pyjamas on and went to bed and awaited news from the next morning. Yeah. Which turned out to be a bit of a. A crazy Monday, shall we say. Yeah. So, Monday morning, um, news of Dearden resigning for personal reasons. And Mauro Milanese sacked as Orient manager and moves back upstairs. So, at this point, we knew that Mauro left the club, but no appointment had been made or had been announced at this point. So, we asked you guys, again through Twitter, who did you want? Who did you want to come and see at Leighton Orient? So, again, thanks for your feedback. At Oliver Buck 97 said Pulis, Zola or Rosler would be good. I reckon it'll be Cosme, though, for the Circus TV show. That's a fair comment. Mr. Underscore T82, whoever it is, must be a done deal. Why sat Mauro Milanese to bring back an already once deposed Nugent as interim? Yep, and you know, after, a few, after looking at all of our tweets, obviously Buschetti agreed with all the comments that have been made about League One experience and getting an English manager who knows the English League. Um, and the following club statement came out, announcing the new manager, saying, Fabio Liverani, a former Italy international... Uh, has managerial experience with Genoa in Italy, has signed a two-and-a-half-year contract with the club. The new manager brings with him new members of the backroom staff with Marcello Donatelli, sounds like one of the turtles, uh, <laughs> assistant manager, and Maurizio Cantarelli, fitness coach, also joining him at the club. Mauro Milanese will return to his previous role as sporting director, while the existing backroom staff will also remain at the club. Upon signing, Liverani says, I'm excited about this challenge and cannot, cannot wait to get started at Leighton Orient. This is a long-term project and we will work together to make it a success. Absolutely. And I think that from um, from that point of view, I think that uh, initially I was really underwhelmed. You know, when you look on Wikipedia at this guy's record, yep. you know, he's played, he's managed seven games yep. uh, at Genoa and he's lost six yep. of those. He's only won one of those games. But I spoke to a few colleagues at work who know their football and um, particularly two of them said that they're quite into their Italian football and he was actually a fantastic player. So hopefully he'll bring some of his experience with him. But 
you know, Franco uh, Francesco Pacchetti has appointed this guy as our manager. You know, I reserve judgment at the moment until he's had time to make his mark, and I support him fully. You know, given the names we've mentioned who are available, I would have gone for someone with more league experience, with more England experience, because it is different. But, you know, Liverani has made the right noises. He said, I'll wait and see what I've got here. I'll look and see if an Italian style will work or if it won't work. And, you know, I'll assess it. So he's been quite, quite pragmatic about it, and I quite like that. So we'll see what happens. I, I, I'm, I'm going to support him, obviously. He's our manager. Absolutely. I mean, I was, I was quite disappointed. I thought we needed to go for a more experienced manager. Um... You know, and to me, if the Italian connection is so important to Bichetti, then why not lay on the major bucks for Zola? Yeah. Zola's got experience, you know, in English football, um, and to me, is is the perfect candidate. Italian speaking, great footballer. But there you go. Um, I do feel there are some great managers out there who are available, who probably would have jumped at the chance to kind of rebuild Leighton Orient. And it's a shame that these managers won, one contacted, and the chance to get some of these managers has probably now been and gone. Yeah. Uh, However, as always, I'm prepared to eat humble pie if Liverani can turn us around. You know, best of luck to him. And as Paul said, you know, we'll always support the Orient manager, so best of luck to him. Um, what I will say is, though, you know, if you're an Orient player at the moment, you know, what must be going on in your head? You know, you've had four managers this season all wanting to play different styles. You can see <coughs> Mauro was playing in a different style. You can already see what Liverani's aiming to do. There must be lots of uh, unrest at the training ground. And January will be very interesting in terms of waiting to see who who will come yeah, and who will go. You know, lots of rumours about Cox going to Brighton, you know, probably wide of the mark, just given his recent move back, recent move back, back that way. Yeah. Um, but we'll see, you know, obviously players are going to be unhappy, but that's due to the size of the squad we've got. You know, players like Omo and Baldry, who were starting every game last, last season. season, this yeah. season, aren't. And it wouldn't surprise me if players like that, you know, like that, like those who have lost their place, you know, aren't happy and would demand a move. But we'll see what January will bring. Mm, I guess. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Um, and also this thing about Plasmati, um, you you felt that he was a definite Bichetti. Oh yeah, yeah. Plasmati is a Bichetti signing. You yeah. know, he came under, came to the club under Nugent's management. So there's no way Nugent signed Bichetti. Mm. Sorry, signed Plasmati. So that's obviously a Bichetti signing. Um, you know, and if you're one of the other six forwards in the club, seeing Plasmati coming in and instantly starting matches, you know, that's going to obviously have a negative impact. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens when, you know, hopefully all our forwards are fit at the same time and if Plasmati is starting. Because I think Plasmati, rightly or wrongly, will be our starting forward. And if he is, you know, what do you do with Henderson, Lisby, Mooney, Dagnall? You know, Maybe straight that, right back. Yeah. And also, you know, I think Liverani will go four five one in most of his games, like he done yesterday, which means there's only one starting place for a forward. And if that goes to the Plasmati, you watch all hell break loose. Oh, absolutely, yeah, then my But you know, yeah. we'll see. This is all speculation. This is all our thoughts. So we'll see what happens. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. So he's got new new back uh, back uh, um, new background staff have come. He brings, yeah. you know, he brings along his two people who so, apparently don't speak English. So that should be interesting. Yep. Um, and an interesting point on the back of that is where does this leave Nugent and Savilwood? You know, the two remaining... Currently, they're looking after the Italian lads that yeah. come over for that winner pro contract. But can they so, be happy with that? You know, so, so quite a demotion. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, almost now, all traces of the Slade and Hearn reign are all gone. Obviously, Porter's left. He left a couple of weeks ago. You know, Dearden's gone now. So it's only Nugent and Savilwood who kind of remained from yeah, Paul the old regime. So we'll see. So obviously, the appointment went out. and We were always... As always, keen to get your views. So, at Leorian, said Liverani will be fine. Uh, won't say he can't be any worse, just in case he is. 
<laughs> Ian Manny-Rennie, John, he needs some uh, results quickly. Bichetti needs to back him in the market in January and acquire the right players. Yeah, great point. At David Rickard, 80, uh, at least this is, a, it, this is a permanent appointment. So surely that's a step forward. I feel that's a good point, bringing, yeah. you know... Yeah, all that uncertainty goes out. Yeah. That's it. At Whips CW, uh, the boys uh, over at Whips Cross Weekly may not be an ideal choice, but... He had a very distinguished playing career and he has at least managed before. Give him a chance. Yeah, at Darren M. Stewart. Must be part of the reality TV series. Uh, I can't read Italian, but roughly translated, How to Ruin a Football Club in 90 Days. <laughs> at Anti-Knife UK. Wishing him all the best and please the backroom staff for staying on. He just needs to settle the team and get us mid-table. At B. Burke 305 <coughs> says, It's not really important what we as fans think about the new manager. It's what the players think that matter. Yeah, fair That's point. A very good point. Yeah. At David Sears 3, I say, Give him a chance, but at the same time, I'm starting to lose my patience. This guy will be out soon anyway. At Bradley Ackers 95 <coughs> says, I wasn't a fan of Mauro, but I liked how he got us to play him. So hopefully the new manager can add to his playing style and help us win. Yeah, I agree. At LOSC 1978, What choice do we have but to back him, I guess? Very strange, though. At Orient Dave, Mauro had to go. His days were numbered when he said he didn't want the job full-time. Uh, what has this new appointment been based on, though? Yeah, okay. At Daniel Yao 5, well, all the key protagonists are in the picture. Franco Bichetti, Alessandro Angelieri and Fabio Liverani. It certainly looks like a calculated move, maybe. Yeah, at Mr. Underscore T82, it seems a like for like replacement with little experience. It's going to be hard to get the players to buy into Liverani. Yeah, yeah. At O's Fan Basing, management experience about the same as Mara Milanese and Nuge. Very strange. At Dick Blenko, don't see a lot of difference between him and Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. New managers have to start somewhere. Okay. Um, at uh, Wallerad, uh, can't see how a manager with seven games managerial experience from Italy will help us out in this situation. At of Hall, this situation. Yeah, sorry. at Hall Adrian 66. We'll look on the bright side, those fans. The footy was not good, but the coffee and pizza should get better. <laughs> <laughs> at Dazza of the O's, uh, for what it is worth, things need to change. On the positive, let's wait and see what this guy is like. Yeah, fair play. So on Monday, the club put out a snippet of an interview with um, Fabio, to get Fabio's points across and to introduce yeah. him to the fans. Um, good questions asked by Johnny Davis, I thought. Quite yeah, pressing well, questions, not oh, just, hi, welcome to the club, what you are going to do? It's quite pressing. Yeah, always are. A fair, a fair play to Johnny for doing that. Yeah, I agree. Um, one major thing that concerned a lot of fans that we saw was the fact that Fabio done the interview in Italian and had to have Mauro translate for him. Yeah, the, 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 the first, and what everyone seems to be picking up on, is the fact that the manager gets sacked, goes to the sporting director role and then um, then ends up translating for the new manager. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was a bit strange. Um, at Daza O's said, just had the Liverani interview, he doesn't speak English and M, M is translating for him. How's that going to work? Yeah, fair point. If you're trying to get you know your point across in 15 minutes at half time, to sit and you're speaking going, uh, in a different uh, language. Uh, uh, Very tough. Uh, uh, to do that tough. for 10 minutes, you've lost it, haven't yep. you? At Jason uh, Doe, 657-61652. Again, uh, thanks for getting in touch. You're one of our regulars. Great pedigree as a player. He will have to learn English. Let's get behind him and at least give him a chance. Yeah, at Mike Brown Music. Uh, the only thing that worries me is the language barrier and the fact that these type of people have no idea what it is which goes on in the likes of Scunthorpe on a midweek on a freezing wet winter's night. Uh, I will get behind him and the boys though, 110%. Good. So, yeah, so fair comment. Great news, so, great point, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, moving on in a week, on Thursday, yeah. it was announced that Desena is out with three weeks of a hamstring injury. 
Now, the cynic in me thinks that that's rather convenient, given that it's Christmas New Year. Now, the cynic in me thinks, what is going on? Why do we keep getting injured players in training? The cynic in me comes out again and says, <laughs> these guys are just not interested in playing. They've got great contracts. They've got decent money coming in. Dosena will argue that he's bigger than the club because he's played at a higher level. So I think, you'll think, oh, I've tweaked my hamstring a bit. I could do with going home for Christmas and New Year. He probably got that as part of his deal when he came over. He said, no, I've got plans. I hadn't been expected to be playing. I need to go home. I don't know. Um, and, and all of a sudden, he's, oh, we'll say you've got a hamstring injury. Don't worry about it. And then he's got, got the first British Airways flight back to, or Air Italia <laughs> flight back to, uh, back to Italy. I, I think the has been good so far. I'd be very disappointed if that's the case. It's only played but, a couple of games. Yeah, but he's, been, he's um, looked good. He almost scored one of the best <clears> goals I've ever seen at Brisbane Road when he tried that spectacular volley. From, um, the, from the byline, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we'll see. You know, Again, another injury sustained on the training ground. Questionable if the Sainer was ever fit to be playing in the first was. place. Yeah, true. Um, so your views on all our injuries and Sainers uh, at Julian Fern said he'll be back home for Christmas. Or am I being an old cynic? See, I agree with you, Julian. Absolutely bang on. That's yep. what I said before. Sorry, I kind of raised that point a minute ago but no, hang on. Uh, at uh, Len Chin Chin uh, one obviously not fit otherwise they would not be so prone to injuries yep so disappointing so Liverani gave his first press conference on Thursday again with uh, Mauro translating uh, Liverani admitted he has a difficult job on his hands at Brisbane Road but he's confident that he will be afforded the time to turn the club's fortune around and that's a great point because time is what he needs we can't keep going through managers correct every four or five weeks you know different playing styles different relationships building with different managers nobody wants that so yeah stability is key anywhere absolutely Um, uh, it's very difficult obviously Liverani he goes on to say it's very difficult obviously I'm coming here because the project is long term it is not short term every manager needs time and for this I've been given a long contract so I have the chance to try to play well and get points to scale this table the table this season yeah, so he's saying the right things to Liverani, to be fair. So, yeah. you know, he yeah. needs time, he does. Uh, on Friday, it was announced that Rob Gagliardi has been appointed as goalkeeper coach. Can I ask you a question? Who on earth is Rob G- Gagliardi? Ever Never heard, heard of, of him. Never heard of him. So, no, I mean, hopefully he can, you know, coach the two keepers because that's been one of our major downfalls this season. So, we'll see what happens. Um, and when, on Friday, I saw the trailer from the new Italian TV show. So, I've seen trailers, clips, and photos of the uh, TV Winner Pro programme. I've got to say, this must be having an adverse effect on the first team. I don't know what's yeah. going on. Uh, in the trailer, the players training consistently wearing blue, which concerns me a little bit. We know that you know other chairmen have come in and changed colours, clubs' colours. That's how I like it. I know it is, but you know, it blue is also the national colour of Italy as a football team, which concerns me as well. Uh, True. What? Why is this training program been matches being played at Brisbane Road? Surely it's going to be good come later in the season when the turf starts to, to tear up why, yeah. why not just do it at a training ground Yeah, uh, I don't understand why the first team are involved and they're, they're, their pictures are being used in video footage when they're not even featured in the programme to my knowledge I think it's probably because it looks better that they're training with the first team and that the first team are involved it looks more prestigious yeah. if they were just training on their own Maybe. which I think they probably should do Maybe. I also feel we need we need updates from the club to say what is actually going on in this TV programme, because I've got no idea. I, I don't have Italian or Albanian TV, so I don't know what's going on. No, nor do I. Um, nor, the, nor do the majority of, or 99.999% of Orient fans don't know. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just concerned it could be ruining the club's reputation, and that we could be coming and laughing to stop. Yeah. Um, and one more moan from me. Um, I want an Orient Christmas jumper, and when the club aren't doing one. So I feel, you know, if York City can do an Orient Christmas jumper, 
what, what why can't we? I, I think generally, one. I think generally our shots been poor, don't you? Yeah, you said I, that a few times. Yeah, I think you know maybe it's time to go back to a less alone supplier where Orient are their number one priority, as opposed to Nike, who we're just a two. Bit. Obviously, don't yeah. really care. Um, Absolutely, but we'll see. So come on, next year I want an Orient Christmas jumper and, and a Christmas shirt, you know. Um, which leads us on to yesterday. So we had Peter Barrow at home. Um, so we wanted to get more in contact with the fans. We do a great job on Twitter, but we want to start meeting, you know, listeners and you. followers face to face to get your views. You know, it can be quite boring <clears throat> listening to the same old two voices from time to time. So you know, we want to do more fan interviews. So we asked you to get in touch, and we had quite a few um, of you who did. So thanks for that. So we're going to play the fans interviews that we got yesterday. So Paul got to the ground about one forty five yesterday, and interviewed quite a few of you. So first up. Uh, is an interview with Sydney uh, who can be found on Twitter handle at Sid underscore Lemoth 97 and Morgan Con Morgan Con at Moxie underscore 97 so here are your thoughts yeah go for it it's now 1.45. We are now outside Coronation Gardens by the South and East Stand. Uh, earlier this week on Twitter, we asked for you to come forward and looking for your thoughts and opinions as to what's going on at the club at the moment. Currently joined by a selection of uh, Orient fans, and we're going to hand the microphone over to Sydney now. Sydney, what are your thoughts on what's been going on so far this season? Uh, basically, I think that we're a bit unstable at the moment with uh, a number of situations being such as none of, like you said, none of the... Uh, managers, assistants or even coaches being able to speak English and I think basically you need to sort of break that boundary for the club to go forward because using translators all the time I don't think we're going to make progress whereas if you have like English people speaking to them all the time I think we might get somewhere whereas like last season I think we were flying like no one really expects us to get playoffs maybe just a mid-table club old same old Leighton Orient but we really pushed and I think that is down to Russell Slade personally and uh, I think I think we can pick ourselves up if we if we sort of do the right things like with the same formation every week I switch that up not the same old boring 4-4-2 that most league one sides play I try and switch it up maybe three at the back maybe five at the back I don't know but um, yeah I think we, but something needs to be done because we ain't moving forward and uh, to move forward I think we do need to have the break the language barrier so one of the big issues that we've noticed is that obviously there isn't hasn't been a consistent side do you think that's that's caused us problems as well not being able to field the same back four the same midfield the same front two for a number of reasons I think the back four is is the issue because when you look at strikers we're always saying oh it's always good having a number of strikers at the club because you can fight for positions and uh, if, you, if you can fight for positions it makes you better as a player mm. whereas the back four I think the back four needs to be there needs to be a consistency with the back four because they've got to talk to each other and they know how each other, each other play like for, for example Nathan Clark will always sit back and he knows that Matthew Baldry might go on his like mental run sometimes through the middle and uh I think that basically the front, the front. I think the forwards are alright. I think they can be switched up as much as they want because they're fighting for positions. But the back four and the goalkeeper, I think, need to be the same every week. Personally, thank you very much, right. Morgan. What are your thoughts so far this season? Um, well, the thing is, this season, what's annoying me is fans saying in December that we're getting relegated. But what you have to remember is nothing's won or lost in December, and as well. The consistency and the, the sustainability of the squad. I mean, every week we've had a look at the lineup, and there's a different back four, strikers, midfield. I think 
to be honest, it's being one and lost in midfield because when Lloyd James went out of the side, it was, right, we're going to have to bring in some low knees to fill that gap. And to be honest, I think what we've brought in isn't what we need at the minute. I mean, as well as Sydney said, the centre-backs, like, we need a consistent consistency at the back where it's the same back four every week. Because last season when we had Russell Slade, it was the same starting eleven each week. And although that's, apparently that's being criticised at Cardiff, I think that worked for us because last season the fans knew what we were getting what we're paying for was good, and but I think this season we're not getting that at the minute. So you see that the the, the consistency in, in terms of the, the the lineup means that they'll all know their games, who's doing what. And as Sydney said earlier about one player moving forwards, another knows to sit and drop back. So if Vince Lowe's going forward, Lloyd James would sit back and do that playmaker. But I think you're right. I think that the fact that we haven't replaced Lloyd James adequately has probably played quite a key part because we're not creating. Yeah. And touching on a uh, Roman Van Sot, I think he. Roman Van Sort's one of the only players in the squad who puts in adequate effort each, each sing, like every single game. There's players such as Plasmati who, for me, just doesn't put in enough effort. And looking at him at Gillingham was just embarrassing. Him walking about the pitch. I mean, strikers are supposed to be making movement up top, looking for good balls over the top or through the gaps. But really, it's him walking about the pitch is not good. And Roman Van Sort running about the pitch trying to make that movement and the gaps. It's, it's just tiring him out. And then... We're slagging him off saying, oh, he's, he's lacking like, position awareness and stuff, but really it's him just trying to make up for other people's mistakes. Where do you think we'll end the season? I think this season, ending up mid-table, good. it's good enough. But really, the expectations were, I think, a little bit too high after the playoffs. I mean, to be honest, I think we did overperform last season, but that's, that's not an excuse to say that we should be now near relegation. So, yeah. Nice one. Thank you very much indeed, chats. Much appreciated. Thanks. I'll tell you what, for two young chaps in terms of football, like teenage, young teenagers, I think some of their views are spot on. They make some great points. It's my first time listening to that interview and I, I think they make some really, really good points. Yeah. So well, well done, chaps. Thanks for getting in contact. Um, that's brilliant. Uh, so the second um, interview, so this is from uh, at Yeeson underscore Saturn. He also makes some very interesting points. Should we have a listen? Let's have a listen. So moving on now, we are now joined by Yasin, who has also responded to us on Twitter. Thanks for joining us just before the game, Yasin. Um, what are your thoughts on the season so far? Not as great as it should be. Um, <coughs> too much changing around. We need to uh, sit to our contracts. Two and a half years, give him time, and he'll be fine. Uh, this year, I think... Not much progression is going to happen. I think we'll stick around... Not, not sure how to build the confidence. Uh, Do you think, come the end of the season, that we'll, we'll still be in this league? We should. There are worse teams than us. It's just about the confidence and... Just, yeah, it's about the confidence. Um, You're welcome, sir. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, OK, so um, what, what do you think has led us to be in the situation that we're in now, other than confidence? I think after the takeover... Slade was meant to go. That's the way it works. Takeovers, foreign owners. Uh, I think, yeah. Once uh, Car- uh, Cardiff approached him, he was bound to go. Um, I think Nugent would be better off going somewhere else. I think I'd rather have all the change happening now rather than slowly. Um, like Dayton's gone just last week. I think if Bachetti gets what he wants right now, then we should be all right. Although it does lose the community value of the club, so that's another issue which 
I'm not sure if Becchetti understands the whole um, the community side of the club because even though on his website he talks about the history, it's not showing he's not showing the fans what we want. You know what you got, don't you? So it's a very big thing. Is is is, is that what you've put, pulled up on there? Is is about us being a fan-based club, a community-based club, and you feel that he's ripping ripping that to pieces. Not ripping, just uh, slowly tearing, <laughs> slowly eroding it away. So, what? What? It, I mean, obviously, with Christmas coming up, what? What? It, what would you wish for for Orient over the Christmas period? Um, we've got decent matches. I think Yovo, Crawley, they're. Do you think they're winnable? They're definitely winnable, but I think because it's a new manager, we're starting again, really. So I think we should start the season new after the 23 games and work our way from there. So the new manager should be given time to build and not just one in, one out every five minutes and keep changing? Yeah, I've heard um, Milanese speaking on BBC London. Um, it was like, once, uh, if the results don't go away, he's, on, he's, on, he's under pressure already. So, just you don't know what to expect, really. It's a bit... And that's part of the problem, isn't it? Yeah. People not being given the breathing space all the time. Yeah, I mean, uh, I am a young supporter, relatively young, so I don't know how bad the past was, but this is a different sort of thing where, like, Barry Hearn had six managers in his entire 19 years, and we've had four already. It's a bit topsy-turvy. Yeah, you make some very good points there. Thank you very much. So again, that, that was an interview. Bang on, um, really. Again, makes some great points. You know, for me, the, the Nuge comment and Dearling comments are very, are very good, and he makes a great point about Bichetti maybe not understanding the community aspect of the football club. Yeah, uh, which keeping really in touch with us fans and keeping us updated and doing his own. He's got his own agenda, and he's not really focusing on us as supporters, which is the core of the club. Absolutely, it makes a great point to finish off. That Hearn had six managers in nineteen years, and Bichetti's on his fourth in less than less than know, five months. Crazy time. So. Thanks for listening for that interview, which leads us on to uh, the last interview, which is yeah. a double header because both our interviewees turned up at the same time. Yeah. Um, so this is at Matt Bristow and at Billy Herring 3 so the next um, group of Orient fans who got in touch with us, Billy and Matt, are now joining me now. Uh, guys, thanks very much indeed for uh, for coming out to see us. Um, thoughts on the season so far? Matt, if I start uh, with you? A bit underwhelming from last season, from who we got in as well. And, but it's a bit of, been a bit of turmoil as well. Start of the season, new t- new uh, owners everything, and then what happened with Slade, then Nugent, then Milanese, and now the new man. It's very lot of change from what we've been used to in recent years. So, a bit of a change. I think everyone's trying to adjust to what's, what they're trying to do. But I think fans are starting to... Some fans are starting to learn with it and some fans are getting on everyone's back, which a bit of both, really. I think you'll get that with a lot of fans. Good or bad? It's obviously a bad thing. It's a bad thing, yeah. But, I mean, you pay your money to go and watch the fans. I mean, chilling them away, you pay your fans to go and stand in the rain for two hours. You watch the side get back into it and then can see the last minute, third set-piece goal. Of the, of the game you think you're going to get some sort of backlash from that with what's been going on the season yeah. already you don't get fans walking away happy yeah. with that will no. you Not Billy thoughts? I think for me the uh, the difference is that this year there's a massive division amongst the fans whereas last year we were all united everyone was behind the team obviously it's easy to do that when you're doing well um, and I think that I think with the new signings I think some people their expectations went too high 
there's never been a team that's come into this division and really and walked it. Even Wolves last season never really started to pull away towards till towards the end of the season. I agree, yeah. You know? And I think that we need to be a bit realistic. We need to understand that it is going to take time for to set. Having said that, having four different managers is not going to uh, help out anyone. You know, and that's and that's the key. You, you know, we do need that stability now. And I think that it will be. It, what would help would be if the ownership and the people in charge would communicate a bit more with the fans uh, and give us a bit more of an idea of where they are taking the club. Because there's a lot of speculation amongst fans about well, it's all about the TV show. It's all about making Bichetti famous rather than the club itself. And I think what would make a massive difference is if you know they come forward with not necessarily a business plan because that's none of our business, you know. But at the end of the day, they need to just sort of give us an idea of look. This is where we see ourselves in three three years' time, you know. So maybe, maybe it's the championship, you know, wherever it may be. But they need to just sort of say, you know, this is where we see ourselves. This is where we're going to go. We're either going to bring players in or we're going to invest in the youth system. But I think if they if they came out like that, fans would be happy. Because yeah. if it was an obvious thing where well, we're going to invest in the youth system, so it may take a couple of years to bring through. Okay. We could, we could accept that. Or we're going to be bringing in players from Italy because that's where our scouting system is based. People wouldn't necessarily be happy, but they would accept it. But at the moment, we're kind of in that limbo situation of what are we, what are we doing? What is the plan? And there doesn't seem to be a plan. And as Matt said earlier on, the four managers suggest that they don't necessarily have a plan. Um, Just a lack of consistency all across the shop. I think we've been lucky with having her for so many years yeah, of course, yeah. and we've known we season season out what we're going to get coming yeah. to the game now with a new lot none of us knew what we were going to get from last season was such a high from what we had yeah. to come in and then you get beat at home first game of the season not winning at home for so long and then you have the four managers to go along with it it's going to like consistency is the key but you're going to you don't know, just don't know where you stand at the moment. I do, I do, I am in totally agreement that, that by not having the, a consistent guide as to where the, 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 the chairman sees us going is, is completely distracting. With all the changes, one wants to play one system, another wants to play another system, and no one seems to be happy playing either, yeah. do they? And I mean, the other thing is as well, if you look, I mean, from, from an individual player perspective, Coxie hasn't looked happy at all this season. I know he's had injuries and he's had knocks, but when he's come on, certainly the last couple of home games, he's looked, until we started winning at Crew, he looked really disinterested, which is massively disheartening for the fans because he, he's our talisman. He's certainly the past couple of seasons, you know. Clark, he has been, he's been in the team, he's been dropped, he's been the captain, he's been out again. You know, they've got to make a decision. Personally, I think that the new manager coming in, I don't see how he can't have someone like De Sina as his captain because he doesn't speak English. So he's going to have to have someone on the pitch who does speak Italian and English to translate whatever he's saying to the players on the pitch. So, that, you, that, you know, that's the sort of thing. Well, yeah. Topped it off with, you got the guy who got released of his duties, went back to sporting director, then translated the new interview for the new guy. Like, it was, <laughs> sounds a bit like, How does that work? That's what it was. Yeah very difficult to operate in those circumstances and I don't understand personally how a guy who doesn't speak the local language can get his points and ideas across generally. I mean I think football, to, be, to a certain extent football is a universal language, you know, but that's at a certain level. You know, and I think that the issue that we'll have with um, the, the, the new manager coming in is the fact that he's played at a very, very high level, and he's now managing a team that are not playing at a particularly high level. So, you know, there might be certain things that he wants the players to do that they're not capable of actually doing. doing. Yeah, and that, their limitations that's, and that, are too that's low. Thing, yeah. and that's nothing against our players. That's just, you know, that's the level that they're at at the moment. You've got the argument and, of the fact that 
he might have had slow at the start of the season because he couldn't get any Italian-speaking players in. Then he didn't work up slow because he got approached by Cardiff. Bring Nugent in. Then you bring Milanese because you've got Plasmati in. Then you've got one Italian-speaking. You've got another one in. So then you can bring in someone because they might be able to translate. You've then got bodies in the dressing room who can spread it around. If you've got Waltz in that dressing room and you've got Scott Cuthbert who speaks very like Scottish as anything and you've got very English players, you're not going to get the message across. So you might now get more of a message across from like with two Italian-speaking players who could translate into English. How good their English is, we don't know. Plus, Marty can't speak much English, but Dosena's English is good enough. But Milanese, that's what Milanese's doing. One final question, where do you think we'll end the season? Million dollar question, I know. About mid-table-ish. Is that what you hope? Is that what we'll finish? I hope we finish 11th, top half, but I think... I still think we won't sort of pick up till sort of January time. I still don't think we'll pick up till then. Okay. I think it'll be very interesting to see who we bring in in January. And I think that's the key. I think, you know, at the moment, the squad, if we can get our players fit, we're good enough to finish mid-table as we are. I think if we bring some signings in and they gel, and that is that is a key thing, because last season we were the team that were scoring late goals. This season we're the team that's conceding late goals. And that speaks volumes about the squad itself, you know. So I think it'll be interesting to see who he brings in I think it'll be interesting to see whether those players gel and does the new manager get time and where do you think we'll end up where will we end I'm up for a predict- I'm going to push you for a prediction let's say mid-table 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 of course there's some great interviews there and I really like the aspect of our podcast with followers and you know people listening to the podcast views so I'm quite keen to keep that going um, so thanks again for all your views and the phantom phone strikes again in the background <laughs> <laughs> um so, the team was announced yesterday. So, legends uh, in goal. Sawyer left-back. Lowry, Clark, centre-backs. Cuthbert, right-back. Uh, Cox on the left wing. With right, Pritchard, Minsler, McEnough on the right midfield. And Bat up front. Subs, Baldry, uh, Harry Lee, Omazuzi, Kashkit, Simpson, Woods and Adi Boyejo. <laughs> Adi Boyejo, yeah. Adi Boyejo. From, from the youth. And Mooney misses out with a hamstring yep. problem. Plasmat is also injured. And Simpson's only fit enough to um, make, the make, bench. make the bench. So, so as always, we uh, you know ask us to tweet your seats. So thanks to uh, Ian, Manny, Renee, John, at Finance Kev, at Ernie P6969, at Dazzo's0, at Revo's1, at Valencia underscore Orient. So well done. For getting to the match, because I know you uh, you live in Spain, so well done. Kudos for yeah, getting to the match. Well at Yeeson underscore Saturn, whose interview was featured uh, before. Yep. And at Stephen J. Clark, who's uh, missed the start of the match because he was in the club shop due to the queue. So thanks for your... <laughs> Makes a nice change for the club, club shop. shop to be busy. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> we started off that game brightly enough. Yep. Looking looking quite good in the first 10 minutes. We had an effort cleared off the line. Last season, that goes in and we go on to spank that team. Yeah, It's just the totally. way it's going this season. That's... It's just the way it is. McEnough looked really good, I thought, in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, wanted his, it. You know, McEnough making his debut, new player, maybe. <laughs> Matt Simpson, that was Matt, Matt Simpson, yeah, wasn't it? Genius. Yeah, very good, Matt. Well done, mate. Genius. And then, you know, I guess we should have seen it come in. We go behind, around 15-minute mark, due to bad defending. Mikhail Smith gets the ball, pulls it back to their left-back, who seems to have an eternity on the on ball. The ball. Yeah. Uh, no one closed him down, picks out his cross to an unmarked McLean. Just well, outside puts, the six-yard box. He puts the ball into the, into the mixer, doesn't he? He puts it yeah. right in the six-yard box. Completely unmarked. And then fair, he slides in. Wasn't going to save that. He was completely... And fair play to McLean for not celebrating in front of us and went over to their fans yeah. to celebrate. Uh, massive respect because he's an ex-Orient boy. They had four ex-Orient yeah. players in there. Starting team today. Disappointing. Typical of the season, you know. Yeah. They, their first chance and their clinical 1-0. Uh, and I could see a mile off what Posh were trying to do. Mikhail Smith kept look, off look, trying shoulder. to pull off Clark's shoulder. And they'd obviously done their homework. 
got to say about Clark, he does seem still a second slower than most other players on the pitch. Yeah. Rumours that he's homesick. Man, if you're homesick, you just need to sort, sort it out. Yeah. Sort, sort yourself out. Um, and, you know, I was quite critical of Bat up until he scored because I thought Bat was getting out, out muscled, you know. He was he, quite a bit, to be fair. Big guy Bat, he should be beating six foot defenders with headers and not going down so easily. He's a big boy, he's a strong dude. Batman, be stronger. Yeah. You know? Um, saying that, we equalise. Um, good, good run from Cox, good cross in the box. Yeah. Um, Legend's flaps again at the cross, drops a be- drops to Butiman who beautifully misses. Yep, so we equalise and Thank they God. should have gone ahead straight after. Yep. Um, and so we went in at half time at one all. And then second half had barely started. Peterborough get a free kick outside our box. Yeah, and then you um, lads that you. Well, we we sit in the south stand, so we had a perfect kind of symmetrical view of where the wall was in terms of where the free kick was. Mm. And I said to Paul, I said, if this guy can get his free kick over the wall into the corner, that's going in because Legends is literally showing him an open goal. Um, and it was obvious to us. Yes. So I don't know if Legends thought that this because the player who scored that this little number ten kid or whatever his number was, but it was his first league start. Yeah. So I don't know if Legends was aware that this kid had come out of non-league and Legends thought, well, he's not going to be able to do many on this post. But so just very quickly on that, yeah. Legends set the wall up yeah. with the last man on the inside of the post. Now my understanding when you set a wall up is that you set the second man in, sorry, the second man in from the end, he's then on the last post. You can't bend it round the wall and that way you also got better sight of the ball. But Legends stood... To the far side, or inviting the guy to put it into the corner that he put it in. Oh, le- le- and he couldn't get across in time, and it's like floundering across to get no, it. Le- like, Legend shows the kid the corner, thinking he's not going to he's not going to do me here, and if he if he gets it over the wall, I'm going to get it. And the kid just literally places a big fair, great free kick. Yeah, but poor goalkeeping. Poor keeping for me. Poor yeah, defensively, again. both goals yesterday were very poor to concede. Yeah, uh, attempts got announced at five and a half thousand, just over five and a half. So if you were there, well done. Um, Around the 16-minute mark, Jay Simpson was introduced for bat. So a few boos ran around the ground. About that substitution, yeah. not about bat. Not, no, not about bat. Um, but bat can't do 90 minutes. Bat, no, looking right. at Looking at bat stats from the seasons previous, bat cannot do 90 minutes. Uh, and apparently asked to come off. Um, so, you know, that's concerning that bat doesn't feel he can do 90 minutes at this point in the season. People go mental and else then. Oh, it's the Italians, this, and oh, what's he taking yeah. bat off that? And... At the end of the day, Simpson needs to get some match fitness as well. So yeah, no, absolutely. Um, a comical moment um, around the seventy-minute mark when Lowry and Clark both go for the same mm. ball and then literally take each other out. Peterborough get a get a, get a counter attack going. Yeah, um, Peterborough very disappointed with them. I thought they weren't a very good team at all. Not at all. Um, and their time <clears> wasting was despicable. You know, very yeah. embarrassing. Um, and they were doing it from a very early point in the game. Yeah. Yeah, they were. They really were. Uh, with Ormwick taking his time for the goal kicks, them taking time for throw-ins. Yeah, no, it's terrible. Stupid. Terrible. Uh, Adebayo then comes on for Mackinough um, around the eighty-minute mark. So good to see a new or youth player coming get through, a chance. Yeah. Whether he'll get the get the same chance when all the strikers are fit remains to be seen. Very doubtful, but you know, we'll see how he does. How he goes. Uh, in the last five minutes, Josh Wright has a decent shot, takes a deflection, hits Ormwick on the leg again. Last season, that would have gone that in. Gone in yeah. corner would have gone in. Yeah, and in the last minute, uh, they. Peter Bowman gets his second yellow card, he gets yeah. rightly sent off. We get a free kick, Legends comes forward. Coxie plays the ball in the box, it gets flicked on by Lowry. And then a bit of a goal mouth scramble. And Adab, I'm trying not to say Adabayajo, Adabayajo yeah. uh, almost gets a debut goal and it's cleared off the line. Yeah. And then Ulrich gathers it. And he smothers it, doesn't it? And then the full side whistle goes straight after. So disappointed 2 1 defeat. You know, leaves us uh, in 22nd in the league, played 20, 1 4, drawn 7, lost 9, 19 points. 
22nd in the league. Paul, your view on yesterday? Again, just another team that haven't really turned up and, and wowed us off the pitch. And, and, and it's a team where we had three chances clear off the line. All right, you can't do much about that. But just a you know, Mackinough started off brightly and then goes missing for the rest of the game. Batman doesn't have the impact that that, that you that he ought to have. Yeah. And certain other players, like Sawyer, I thought, had another, another good game. At one point, he did a great piece of skill where he had his back to goal, yeah. dinked it over his head and turned, turned his man at the same time. I thought I thought there were certain players Cuthbert had done well, but I think again Clark Clark not quite there and, and, and Lowry was was good. Um Vincelo good as well, but but Wright also can ping a few couple a few good passes during the game, but generally what else does he do? No, I could agree with you. Um more. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I, I thought we played I, I thought we played okay to be fair. I don't think Bat is the is the man to lead the Agreed. forward. As yeah. a lone forward, I don't think it works. Peter Barrow had two experienced forwards up front and I thought that showed um, a mile off. I'm concerned by legends. Doesn't seem Massively. to be learning from mistakes, you know. Massively. Every time the ball, he flapped twice yesterday. Two easy crosses for me for a keeper. Um, and if I don't think the fans have faith in him, and I don't think his defence has faith in him. Uh, also concerned slightly by Clark. Um, I thought we played well until the goal went in, and once we equalised, I thought we'd get, we'd then go on to win it. But our defence looks breachable every time. Um, and I think they only had two chances uh, of note, and both ended up in goals again. Same as Gillingham last week. Uh, yeah, very disappointing. Uh, Adams' wall was terrible, uh, but on another day, you know, the early chance goes in, goes in. The late chance goes in. Right to let the shot goes in, and we nick a point or maybe nick a win. But yeah, just wasn't meant to be. So we asked for your views yesterday at Adam Blanks one two three. So if we don't sort out our defence and goalie, <coughs> we're going down. Other than Cuthbert, all the players were way through today. At Mr. Peter Simpson, why play Lowry and Clark at centre back? Uh, Cuthbert Lowry works. Surely Nugent told Liverani that. Very good point. That to be fair. Yeah. At Rob Caldwell one five four. Um, said a few positives. Question mark. Well, I didn't see any today. Whole team is clueless. Who's been about field all day? It's just dire. See Rubbish. Yeah. yeah. At Darren Sawyer eighty nine. Elliot would have gone right back. Two shots on target. Two goals. Same last week. Can't remember Adam having a save to make. And that's the, That's the telling point. Is that Adam wasn't really worked. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Could, we conceded two goals, but we never really worked him like Ormick was worked. Although Ormick wasn't worked that well. Absolutely. At Bradley Acker's ninety five. It's the same every week. The defence lets us down. It leads sorting. It leads sorting ASAP. Yeah. Agreed. Orient Day at Orient Dave poor too many sideways passes not direct enough not pressing not enough people wanting the ball poor keeping yeah and at Edat Opus 3C said honest appraisal was needed without getting blind quote fancy uh, i.e. 606 morons uh, the club should look and listen to views yeah fair point um so then uh, came some rumours on Facebook that seven players apparently have handed in transfer requests. I don't know where that's that's come from. Yeah, Vince Lowe um, is in the support club after denying this. Um, I think, you know, probably there are players who want moves because they're not playing when they were last season. I'd imagine so. You know, January should be uh, a very a time for change and we'll see what happens, you know. I expect, very interesting. I expect a lot out and a lot in. Liverani, yeah. Liverani as an ex-player should have good contacts within right. the world. Maybe they're just Italian contacts, but maybe we'll see what happens. But if they play well, I don't really care. Oh, mate, I don't to care. Be honest, it's, if it, it's if, not if, about if it, what nationality you are. If it's 11 Italians came in and we win every game from January, no one will moan. I don't think. You know, well, you'll have a few moans, but generally people will be all right. Well, we're like an Orient. So, know, positives and moan. negatives from this week. Yeah. Uh, positives. Good start until we conceded a goal. Liverani will have his own ideas and plans, which hopefully will come in... Come good and players will have to start playing for the show. Absolutely. Negatives, the defence, as I said before, looks breachable every time. Um, keeper, something's got to be done. Lots of calls for a new keeper in January. Agreed. I don't think we're getting a new keeper in January. Both Woods and Legends have got on at least mm. two-year contracts. You cut, to pay off these keepers would cost an absolute bomb. An 
But he's got the dough to do it. But also, maybe the new goalkeeping coach can coach the the, the errors out. Absolutely, let's see what. Because I didn't really rate Bearden that much, to be honest. I'm sad that he's gone because he was good for the players; they loved him. But I actually don't think he was that good a coach because Jones never really improved like he has. Well, Jones and these guys are still making the same mistakes that they came with in the summer. I don't. Good, great point about Jones. Jones had the same issues all through his Orient career in terms of coming for crosses and. Shouting at his defence. Yeah. Did he go to Preston? Turns up against us and then sorted out some of the issues that he had. Yes. So that's interesting. Good point there, Paul. Um, and last negative, fans turning on each other. Guys, we all support Leighton Orient. Everyone's got Just their support opinion. support each other. But, yeah. Everyone's got their opinion, but I don't want to see fans shouting at each other like we saw yesterday again in the South Stand. You know, everyone's got an opinion. Just respect it. If you don't agree with it, there's no need to shout back at fans. We've all got to be united for the players. Let's do it, you know, let's move on. So, here of the week. Um, although it's hard to give a hero in the week with two successive defeats, we are going to give a hero of the week to young Victor Adebayajo. Adebayajo, you said that beautifully. Thank right? you. Beautifully off the Levy tongue. <laughs> well done, mate. Sixteen years old, almost got on your debut. Fair play. Fair play. Yeah, Fair play. good looking, effort. Looking forward to seeing more of you well in an orange shirt. Yeah. So this week, only the one match away uh, next Saturday. Wait at Barnsley, who is sixteenth in the league. They've got twenty three points. We need to win that to get win one point at Barnsley to kind of stick around at the table area. If Barnsley start win to that, push on. then yeah. there's a gap that develops between us. Um, and as we said, we're twentieth. Sorry, we're twenty second, and we're three points off safety. So yeah. we really need to start turning around. We can't afford to be in that position for much longer. With the best goal difference of the bottom seven or eight, yeah. so that so would goal difference in our favour. But we need to yeah. start racking up a few wins now and start to get to that critical point. So if you're going next Saturday, as always, sing up safe for the boys, have a safe journey, and you know, look forward to hopefully seeing a three points from the Orient. I think that needs to be a reoccurring thing. Generally, even at home, I don't think there's much of an atmosphere that we're getting the, behind the boys and supporting them. And I think we need to, you know, find our songs again and, and get singing and support them. Through thick and thin, that's what that's what football's all about. You can't have twenty four teams at the top of the table. Someone's got to be at the bottom, Absolutely. and someone's got to be at the top. So, you know, last season we were lucky, best season by by a country mile. But now we just got to get behind the boys and support them as much as possible. So, absolutely, absolutely, wonderful note there. So yeah, come on, let's sing up, let's get behind them, absolutely, let's do our best. Keep in touch, give us your thoughts. If you want us to retweet or mention, try and mention you in the podcast, you must mention at Orient Outlook. If you want to email us, we're Orient Outlook at Outlook I think that's it from us this week. Isn't yeah, it? it's been an extended, longer, slightly yep. longer than what we wanted to, but we've got some great fan interviews. You know, we've got two weeks worth of news, a new manager, and the new rain continues at Orient. So have a great week, and as always, keep calm and listen to Orient Outlook. Have a good week. Up the O's. Up the See O's. you next week. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy. Every life we have some trouble.